In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. In 1862, the poet Walt Whitman came to Washington, and he was looking for his brother. His younger brother had fought in the Battle of Fredericksburg, and the family had heard about the battle, and they feared the worst, and so they sent Walt out to find him. And so Walt went from hospital to hospital, looking for his brother. Finally, he found him. And happily, he was a little banged up, but he was okay. But that experience changed Walt Whitman. It helped form him as a poet. It began what would be a three-year journey, commitment of visiting hospitals and caring for the sick, helping the wounded, volunteering as a nurse, and tending the dying. In one section of Whitman's Song of Myself, his experience deeply informs his poem. And out of a poem, a question arises. And it's a question anyone might ask, probably everyone has asked. In this poem, the question comes from the lips of a child. The child picks up fingers full of fresh, new, green grass and lifts them up and asks, what is the grass? Whitman then meditates on possible answers. How could I answer the child, he wonders. I do not know what it is any more than he. But Whitman ponders further. I guess it must be the flag of my disposition out of hopeful green stuff woven. Or I guess it is the handkerchief of the Lord, a scented gift and remembrancer designedly dropped. And now it seems to me the beautiful uncut hair of graves. Then the poet steps back and imagines who might be in those graves The poem continues, it may be you transpire from the breasts of young men. It may be if I had known them, I would have loved them. It may be you're from old people or from offspring taken soon out of their mother's laps. And here you are, the mother's laps. And then the great question comes. The question that seems so right for this night of all souls It's a question each of us probably carry within us. What do you think has become of the young and old men? And what do you think has become of the women and children? What becomes of those we love when they die? What happens to us when we die? There are, of course, as many ways of answering that question as there are of asking. Some would suggest that when death occurs, that's it. All is gone. The body, the mind, the soul, all of it simply dies. So make the most of what's here and now. Some religious beliefs suggest that a part of the person remains and perhaps returns in a different form. Those who continue to be influenced by Greek philosophy, many of them Christians, 
might imagine that while the body dies, the soul continues on to be reunited to its source. But the true Orthodox Christian belief is that there is no such thing. There's no splitting of soul and body. Both die completely. But in the faith of Jesus Christ and the miracle of his resurrection, we too are raised with new spiritual bodies. Again, the body and soul are not separated. One doesn't leave the other. But we call this new state of body-soul heaven. Heaven is not so much a geographic place, but a spiritual condition. The church throughout the ages has also spoken of a sort of in-between place. And sometimes people, again, have made the mistake of thinking of it as a geographical location. It's had a name. It's been called purgatory. And especially in the Middle Ages, this idea of purgatory could seem literal and physical, actual. And so art and preaching and poetry and music Pictures of fiery purgatory in which people are perfected somehow before finally being admitted into heaven. It was good business for getting people in churches and getting people to behave. It built the cathedrals. It raised a lot of money. As we made our way through a recent capital campaign, don't think I didn't consider it. (laughs) The church officially has moved on from an idea of purgatory. And yet I wonder if there isn't something there that we threw out a little too much, a little too quickly, a little too fully. Because if you really think about it, if God's grace is truly unending, if God is always working on us, drawing us to God's self, then what makes us think that would ever stop? or slow down for any reason, especially for some detail like the death of our bodies. The scriptures tonight help us think about what happens when we die. The wisdom of Solomon assures us that the souls of the righteous are in the hands of God and no torment will ever touch them. Those who have died in faith are in familiar hands, Because they're the hands that bear the scar of nails. They're hands that have withstood death on a cross. They're hands that offer peace, that extend love, that wipe away all tears. They're hands that we hold in the risen Christ. In the second reading, the letter to the Thessalonians, Paul is writing to a church that believes Jesus is coming soon. They fully expect him to raise up everybody together very soon. And so some in the community are worried about those who have died previously, worried that they might not be raised along with those who are still living. Paul assures them and assures us that in God's love, all time and sequence are overcome. Again, those are details. We meet one another again, risen and renewed. And finally, in the gospel, Jesus puts it plainly. 
that whoever hears and believes in him has eternal life. It is that simple. The judgment of Christ is judgment only in that it calls the names of those he has loved. And in that calling, we hear our name, our true name, and we recognize his voice and we respond. That is life. That is life eternal. That is the resurrection. Back in Song of Myself, when Walt Whitman asks the question about all the people who have died, when he asks, what do you think has become of the young and the old? What do you think has become of the women and the children? He eventually offers an answer. He suggests they are alive and well somewhere. The smallest sprout shows there really is no death. And if ever there was, it led forward life and does not wait at the end to arrest it and ceased the moment life appeared. All goes onward and outward. Nothing collapses. And to die is different from what anyone supposed and luckier. To die is different from what anyone supposed and luckier. Whatever our own particular belief about life after death, I do believe that to die will be different from what any one of us might possibly imagine or suppose. And I do believe it will be luckier. Especially on this night as we offer our prayers for all the faithful departed. It's not a matter so much of their needing our prayers to nudge them along, to get them closer to God's heart of love. They're there. And if we strain our ears just a little bit, we might hear them praying for us. But that's what we do. We add our prayers to theirs. We join in this unending song of God's love and God's love never ending. May we be strengthened by the communion of saints. May we feel their presence and know their love, even as we live and move and have our being in the eternal love of God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.